Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Too many times in my life I've known where I'm supposed to go. I just don't want to go there. Like Jonah, God's call at those moments is clear. And like Jonah, my response is a resounding, hell no, I ain't doing that. I run the other way. I stay silent. I sit on my butt and I wait for others to do the work. I tremble in my fears and succumb to the rationalizations and lies I tell myself about how everything will be all right, especially when racism, white supremacy, and all their associated violence are concerned. What is keeping me in the belly of a whale when I should be marching to Nineveh? What is keeping us, the church, silent when we should be speaking God's truth? The Lord has told the church, especially us white members of the church, to speak God's truth in love to those in the grip of the systemic sin of white supremacy. But like Jonah, we don't want to go there. We struggle with upsetting white comfort. We struggle submitting to black power over and over again. We center whiteness in our church, our communities, our stories. We ignore or rewrite our history and we succumb to our fears. The Lord has told us where to go and what to say. It's time for us to step out onto the road to Nineveh. This season on Racial Heresy, we confront the barriers, excuses, and reasons, both mine and the church's, unpacking what is keeping us out of Nineveh and how we all might transform our inner Jonah into a racial heretic. So, I, you know, I was thinking about what we talked about last time with history. Um, because we almost, like, I, 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 I almost went into this at the, at the time, and, and I knew there was more to it, so I didn't want to just, just touch on it. I wanted time to, okay. to sit and really talk with you. Um, and that's, that's, we talked about fear of repentance. Um, hmm. there, there's a fear, really, for me personally, and I, I, I think maybe for other people out there, a fear... Um, that you and I haven't even talked about that much. I've, I've hinted at it before and, and you've been, been gracious at, at various times, but this fear of failure. Um, and, and there's a lot to unpack there, fear to unpack and failure to unpack, but just this idea um, that just personally that I'm going to do something or say something something's going to get revealed. I will have done something or said something. I, but I'm going to do something or say something or not do something, right? And not say something when I should. Um, and I'm going to fail you and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you. Um, and, and I will no longer be worth your time or, or worthy of this friendship and of your love. I mean, I, I, we, like when we flew down to, you know, we flew down to, to visit and to see you guys and to, and to visit Universal Studios and, and have some fun. And, and we stayed in that, like, celebrate the 1950s hotel. (laughs) 
Because it was a good deal, right? I, I mean, it was a bargain. So that made it okay. Um, I don't know. But that's getting ahead of myself. It, it, it starts with this fear for me. Um, and I think for, maybe for a lot of people. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to do it right. I'm not going to say enough. I'm not going to do enough. I'm going to fall short. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I do appreciate you saying that, sharing that. Um, and it does, it does. I see exactly how it ties into that, um, fear of repentance, right? Um, I guess the best answer, the best response answer, I don't it wasn't even really a question, but um, the best response I could have is, is one of the stories that I love. You know me; I always got a story from the fathers, right? One of the one of the monks, right? Like, um, so unfortunately, I never remember these names, right? I, I I very rarely remember the name of these fathers, just like I very rarely remember chapter and verse of the Bible. I know it was said there; you can Google it, find it, but. Nevertheless, um, so this monk, you know, you know, he, you know, outside the monastery, you know, every now and again, the monks come out of the monastery, you know, to sell their wares. And, you know, they, a lot of times they weave baskets and stuff like that out of palm leaves and they go to market and sell their stuff and, you know, to get whatever they couldn't do for self in the monastery. Um, so... And this is in one this is out of the Coptic tradition though I remember that much because it was in desert of Alexandria or desert outside Alexandria desert of Alexandria um that you know one of the guys at the market asked one of the monks like what do you all do in there all day to which the monk ultimately turns and responds he says we fall down and we get up And he kept moving. Now, there's even a song in the Black Christian tradition, we fall down and we get up. Um, that becomes more of a prosperity person, you know, kind of thing, like we get knocked down in life and we get back up, which is also true. But what the father was saying when the monk was saying, when he said we fall down, we get up, is we going to fail. It's life. We're going to fail. Ain't nobody perfect. Only Christ is perfect. We're going to fail. We're going to get it wrong. We get back up. We keep moving. The goal is a kingdom. And so we use this whole, oh, I may fall short. I may fail as an excuse to not move. Nobody's asking for perfection. The analogy that I like to use, I tell people all the time, just because I love, again, I think we said it in one of the other episodes, perichoresis. You know, I have the, the listeners, the audience saying it with me, perichoresis. You know, it's one of my favorite words, that dance of the Trinity, right? So because of that dance, I think of that dancing analogy, right? And so if you want to dance and you want to not just, you know, two-step shake up on your wife kind of dance, but you want to dance, right? Like you want to you wanna mamba, you want to salsa, you want to you know, foxtrot, or you want to dance, you know, and you decide 
you and your wife decide you're going to go to the dance studio and take some dance lessons. Y'all are determined we're going to do one of those competitions. Just like people determine they're going to run a 5K or something. We determine we're going to do one of these competitions and we go dancing. And so you go out there and you try and learn some real dancing now. Not just, you know, but some real dancing now. You must step on toes. You're going to step on her toes, she's going to step on your toes. And it's going to hurt like crap. Oh, my God, it's going to hurt. Especially when you try and cross over in that fox trot and you stomp down and mash that foot. And it's going to hurt and she may have to walk off the side. Of, oh, my God. Or you may have to walk off the side because she catch you with a heel right on your toe. But eventually you're going to laugh, you're going to get back up, and you're going to keep dancing. Because you've determined that you're going to enter that competition. And you're going to learn to dance. And if we learn to dance as brothers and sisters in Christ to all be one, to be vulnerable enough to be one, we're going to hurt some feelings. We're going to step on toes. We're going to fall short. We're going to fail each other. We're going to be blind to something. We ain't going to see it. We're going to say it wrong. It ain't going to come out right. It's going it to crash and burn. Which is all fine and well in metaphor, right? And and it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to start. I'm sorry. It's hard to respond to such a gracious statement with with but you know. And so so. But <laughs> well, this it is it's just a struggle, right? Like I want to receive that. I want to I want to hear that. I want to know that. Um, and we're not. I mean, we're not talking about some 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 bruised feet or some hurt feelings or busted toes, right? Like my people in the grand scheme, we are in the grand scheme. We are when we talking about eternity in the kingdom of God in the grand scheme, we, we, we are. No, I, no, I can't. I can't. It, eternity is now the kingdom of God. Now, not yet. I'm not waiting until the great by and by to get this all right. Like my people are murdering. I'm not saying we waited until the great by I know. and by. That stuff is pie in the sky. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I, all of, I mean, the, the, the number of excuses that we have used over all, we've used all of that. We've already said all that. We've, we've tried all of that. We've, we've used those. Every one of those words has just been empty promises. Yeah, but because they mean something different in Western Christianity, we have to think about what they mean in authentic Christianity. What does that mean? If we live, if we if we have already set our eyes on the kingdom and we already have the victory, then there's no reason to fear going through the war now. My failures are perpetuating and helping to perpetuate a system that is killing people. Yes, but if you know that, if you know that and you sincere in your belief in God and all things that are loving, if you know that, one would have to believe that you would stop. That you, because when we repent, you, it ain't like you say, "Oh, you know, if I walk up to you right now and smack you, and I say, oh, 'Oh, I'm sorry, I repent. I'm not gonna smack you again. Let me rub your face, put some ice on it, make it feel better.' You know, okay, good. You might say peace. But if I come back to you and smack you again, and I say, 'Oh no, I'm sorry, I really didn't mean to.' Like, like all of a sudden, I got like. Tourette smack syndrome where I just unconsciously smack you or something? No. If I repent and I really know that that offended you, 
and I really know that that action hurts you, and I really know that that action and thought and that word and that deed were wrong, if I really know that what I did was wrong, that what I did not do was wrong, I will not do that again. I will do something else again, maybe, hopefully not intentionally, but I shouldn't do that again. Uh, no. Yes, I, I agree, right? Shouldn't do that again. I Like, my entire life is lived within a system that perpetuates this violence and trauma. And okay. so, I'm repenting of the ways in which I participate, and still I live in a system that does this. As do I. And I have to learn how to forgive the system that does this. To still want to be part of the system that does this. To still want to be part of the church that does this. To still want to be part of the country that does this. So, you know, that's why really and truly, like, <laughs> the the harsh reality is like boohoo cry me a river. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean it, it's recenter it, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Right? It, right. It's recentering white stories and white fear. Like I am I am so focused on my fear of failing you that I'm not doing any I'm not doing what right. I could do to help change right. this world. Exactly. That's worse than having loving relationship where it's known that we're in loving relationship and falling short. I mean, we fall short in loving relationship all the time. I mean, you know, Sonia could list the litany list of ways that I've fallen short in marriage, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to fall short. Till the day we die, we're going to fall short. Ain't none of us good enough. But because of Christ, we're all good enough. Well, and good enough isn't even... Isn't even the the frame right? Like right, it it's not what God's not not using whether or not we're good enough, right? I love you, right? right? That's that's the answer. God, am I good enough? What do you mean? I love you. What are you talking about? Good enough? <laughs> like I love you. Ah, it's hmm. Or God, am I good enough? Do you love me? Yeah. You know that's all. It's the, the the goodness that's required. You know what I mean? Like none of us is good but God. But that's the fear in everything, right? Like, well, it, and it's a it. My fear here, I, like, it's a selfish fear. As I think about it, as I hear about us talking through this, right? Like, it's a selfish fear. It's centered on I'm afraid I'm going to lose you, right? I'm afraid that that my identity is going to get it changed. I'm and that's what we were saying last time, right? Like, um, what about a selfish love? Like, what are you going to lose if you don't repent? Right. Well, and that's, that's, what am I lose if I don't repent? And, and, and getting outside of myself in that, what do I lose if I don't repent? And do I love you enough to risk? Or even do you love yourself enough to not put yourself at harm's way for not repenting or not doing what you could do? You lost me. Because if, let's say, so as a for instance, before I was 
all bought into the system and okay with America, right? I used to want to change the system, blah, 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 blah. But you had to realize the system ain't the problem, it's how the system is run as the problem, right? So if you look at how you operate in the system, then you're talking about a different story. So if you're looking at how you are engaging with the system on a daily basis, there's something that you can there, there's something that you can repent from. There's something that you can turn from. Well, so let let's start here, right? I want to I want to back up. I mean, there's a part of me that that recognizing like if you're willing to be here, and clearly you demonstrated that you are, right? If 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 I let if if my love for you, if our relationship, if our friendship, if that love extends far enough, you're willing to risk this relationship, then I, I can be, and even before that, I can be willing to risk that too, right? I can be willing here's a, to Here's risk. a selfish piece of it when I got lost, right? Because people are already selfish, right? This country is already capitalist. It's already going to be capitalist. No sense in trying to reform and get rid of capitalism and bring in socialism. How do we look at capitalism in a better way, right? So, Self-interest. How do we look at self-interest in a better way? People are always going to be self-interested. And you're going to want to give yourself the altruistic question of, will I love you enough in order to do what I want to do? What about the foundational question of, will I love myself enough to get myself right with God? Because like we said earlier, this stuff separates us from God. It keeps us separated from God. So I may not love you enough. And ooh, there's times when I don't feel like talking to white people. I had lunch with one, the guy who took my seat. I didn't feel like having lunch with him, but you know, I look up to God and I say, you just like my mother. My mother always want me to do the right thing. God always want me to do, okay, Lord, I'll go. But not because I love him enough, because I really could have cared less. Stay away from me. You've indicated you don't regard my humanity. You have no regard for my humanity. Okay. You showed me who you are. I'm good with that. I don't need to have you in my life. Mm -hmm. But what does that attitude do to me? I could hold that attitude and stand indignant in that attitude and tell everybody up and down about his behavior especially in the context of which his behavior happened and how he offended me and how I requested the diocese have him not contact me. And the diocese went anyway and told him to go ahead and contact me, even though I requested that he not contact me. And I could have stood on not, calling, on not talking to him because I did not want to talk with him. But did I love myself enough to say, you know what? I can go. And I can be me. That's why no matter how often he said his action wasn't racist, I was like, yes, it was. So for the, for the question of how do, you bring, how do people bring themselves to do this? Well, I love another person. Well, for white people who are struggling with racial reconciliation, will I love black people enough to get involved? Will you love your own self enough to get involved? Like, if white supremacy is sin, like, 
shouldn't you want to investigate and make sure you don't have none in you? Like, Lent is coming up. We're supposed to investigate ourselves for Lent. We're supposed to make sure, we're supposed to investigate ourselves all the time, but in the Western context, you know, at least Lent. We're supposed to investigate ourselves and search and make sure we're not too full of pride. We're not full of pride, period, but we're not envy, jealousy, you know, hate, adultery, you know, all of them things. We're supposed to investigate ourselves. You mean we're not going to investigate ourselves to make sure there's no white supremacy? Even people of color, you're not going to investigate yourself to make sure you're not infected with America's original sin? So self-love, self-preservation. If you can't bring yourself to love you in a white church that ain't got no black people or whatever, and so why is this your concern? You don't know no black people, or you think all these black people crazy, they just talking in a bunch of not. Whatever you, wherever you are on a perspective, can you not even love yourself enough? And again, we said, do unto others as you do unto yourself, or love others as you love yourself. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love me? Clean out your own eye, remove the log from your own eye, then you will see clear to remove the speck from your brothers. If I can't investigate myself and tend to myself and make sure I'm loving myself enough to bring myself in alignment with God, what can I do to help anybody else find their way? Hmm. This idea of fear of failure that I'm framing as fear of failure of failing you, fear of failing God, right? It's it's more it's more insidious and and wrapped up in my own understanding of who I am and whether or not I can love myself as a fallible racist, white supremacist influenced, shaped and formed, fallible, broken human being. Yes. Can can you look yourself in the mirror and see what's there? and hold a gaze, and not be proud of what you see, not give thanks for what you see, lament what you see, weep for what you see, cry over what you see, and watch every bit of it. And love what God sees. Amen. I was just going to say, and then walk away knowing what God sees. But always... That's what the scriptures say. I don't remember, but like we see ourselves in a, in a, in a mirror. We, we see ourselves in a mirror. We walk away and we forget what we look like. And that's the kind of repentance that we do. You know, like we're like, oh, we're sorry for this. And then we walk away and we forget. Oh. I want to thank you for not laughing out loud when I framed the question of, I'm afraid I'm going to fail you at some point in the future. Man, that's relationship. You have, <laughs> and I failed you. I know that too, you know, like... <laughs> like it hasn't already I, happened, right? I'm asking like, well, I, I want to talk about this just in case I ever do fail you at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what people do, you know what I mean? Like, Brothers fail sisters, husbands fail wives, sons fail, you know, mothers. You know, we fail each other in relationship because relationship come with expectations, come with hopes, come with, 
desires, with needs. And if we're going to really be in a relationship, we're going to fail one another. If we don't fail each other, that means we're not in a relationship. We just pretended. So how do we get in real relationships? Because those real relationships is where beloved community happens. Amen. Amen. May, may, may the Lord keep us in his grace, uh, keep us under his covering, uh, that though the sky may fall, we may stand firm, knowing that he alone is in control. Amen. Amen.